Welcome back to the LG Procast, the podcast for Victoria's local government decision makers. In this episode, what's keeping council CEOs up at night? We're drawing on national survey data to find out the priorities of executives and what's got them equal parts worried and excited. This episode's discussion is proudly brought to you by Public Sector People, partnering with councils across Victoria to provide search and selection and temporary recruitment solutions. Today, we're helped by research from the workplace performance experts at Davidson and joined by managing partner for search and advisory, Claire McCartan. During the pandemic years, councils were approaching Davidson for support on everything from their operating models to service redesign, which gave rise to a standalone advisory practice at the firm. The national level insight they were building in the process prompted them to bring it all together in a digestible format. We actually had clients sort of reaching out to us to say, well, what what are other local government CEOs thinking? And we thought, well, here's an opportunity to leverage those conversations that our workforce of about 58 people in our search and advisory practice are having nationally to give those insights some clarity and some focus. That digestible format is the Australian Local Government CEO Index, now in its third year. This year's research points out that leadership and culture is the top priority for councils. But Claire predicts the trends in usual suspect financial sustainability and newcomer AI to really ramp up in the years ahead. AI certainly wasn't featuring in year one of this index and uh, is now quite prominent as almost a separate category amongst the whole technology transformation category, such as its major opportunity for efficiency and productivity gain. Leadership and culture has certainly been the biggest game changer in terms of the focus that it now holds. Certainly marched its way up the rankings as as first and foremost as CEOs, you know, really navigate the tricky challenge of remote workforces and hybrid teams. Most notable in Metro Councils, one of the highest priorities is making flexible working work. Among the most crucial priorities for CEOs all over the nation, local government leaders are looking at leadership capability, retaining high performers, attracting high-level talent and flexible working arrangements. On the flexible working arrangements, that's an interesting one. Um, A lot of CEOs, I think, as we went through the pandemic, were talking to us about, well, this won't last. Well, we know it's now here to stay and that if local government is to be competitive employer, that it needs to offer flexible arrangements. It is trickier again when you think about some roles in local government that don't flex and how leaders navigate that, that inequity piece. Claire points out the most common flexible option councils have been offering, being the three-day in-person, two-day remote paradigm. But managers still struggle to work around the inequity between staff whose roles can and can't flex. Mitchell Shire councils recently come at this problem creatively offering some of its outdoor teams a 38-hour work week that's squeezed into four days. They don't expect service delivery or productivity to take a hit, but they're monitoring the results of this trial as we speak. As staff adapt to newer ways of working, leaders are having to adapt by changing the way they measure staff output to really make flexibility work. Leaders have had to quickly adapt to output-based leadership and looking at how do they measure the impact of the work of those team members. They can't walk by the desk of that individual and and actually get a real sense as to what are they doing and and when are they doing it. And I think it's fabulous that, that we do have an opportunity to support 
are diverse workers in local government. The great silver lining, I think, of the pandemic to support diversity, to support equity in the workplace has really been this opportunity to offer hybrid working. One of the things we are seeing a lot of councils invest in now is supporting leaders to measure impact because it is it is a different skill set. While still a priority for rural and regional councils, flexibility sits under a more pressing concern for more remote organisations, attracting and retaining skilled staff amid the ongoing war for talent. It's not just about selling the role, it's about selling the region. And a lot of councils have got strong economic development teams where They've got a wealth of information that we can share around or well, what is the reality around schooling and, and healthcare, etc. It's really about selling lifestyle beyond the role itself. These appeals to lifestyle might sound familiar, but Claire has more specific advice on appealing to career-oriented professionals. A lot of people can go out to the regions and have greater breadth of experience really quickly and that then allows them to move up the trajectory of of the council a lot more quickly. In a crossover between that need to retain skilled talent and the growing expectations of communities, investment in operational excellence and staff development is top of mind. Operational excellence, what we have seen a real trend in in that regard is that organisations are looking at what they deliver to their communities and how they deliver it with a laser focus. And that does obviously flow into how the organisation is set up and that future ways of working. Now for the headline grabber, AI. Two thirds of CEOs say the emerging tech is already impacting them. Nearly half say they'll have to adjust how they work within a year. The survey showed us that the use of AI was generally viewed as favourable, but there are concerns about how the technology will be rolled out and and certainly a need for significant training in that space. Uh, A planning application decided by an algorithm, predictive AI making our streets safer, chatbots and virtual assistants servicing our community, public transport systems being optimised and human biased, whether it be conscious or unconscious. The fascinating thing for, for all of us is to watch and say, well, who are the council CEOs who will jump onto this AI journey the quickest? CEO feedback from across the country singles out community engagement as a core focus for the year ahead. These CEOs are looking to improve organisational capacity to meet community needs in a focused manner. They're looking to establish stronger connections with First Nations communities to mitigate the psychological impact of life-disrupting events like the pandemic. They're looking to plan and invest more in disaster recovery, all with a view to promoting well-being and resilience at the top of their priority list. What we are going to see more and more of, and it really comes through all of those trends, is organisations leaning into the experience of their communities in accessing services. And I think we will see greater investment in engagement as we move through transformation through AI, et cetera, that is at a rate that we've never experienced And there is much more detail in the full report available through the team at Davidson, including expert commentary from some of your executive peers across Victoria on future ways of working, staff retention, and organizational resilience. Thank you to Claire for this episode's interview, and thank you to Public Sector People for sponsoring the LG Procast, partnering with councils across Victoria to provide search and selection and temporary recruitment solutions. And as well, thank you for joining us.